0: Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this second Wednesday after Epiphany, the 17th of January, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Christmas. There are no feasts, festivals, or commemorations on the calendar today. Our readings for today are Psalm 76, Psalm 137, Ezekiel chapter 39 verses 1 through 29, Romans starting with chapter 7 verse 21 and reading through chapter 8 verse 17, and paragraphs 71 through 84 of part 3 of the Large Catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's first reading from the Psalter is the 76th Psalm. In Judah God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic, than the mountains full of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their spoil, They sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, Both rider and horse lay stunned. But you, you are to be feared, Who can stand before you, When once your anger is roused. From the heavens you uttered judgment, The earth feared and was still. When God arose to establish judgment, To save all the humble of the earth, Surely the wrath of man shall praise you, the remnant of wrath you will put on like a belt. Make your vows to the Lord your God and perform them. Let all around him bring gifts, to him who is to be feared, who cuts off the spirit of princes, who is to be feared by the kings of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be for evermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 137th Psalm. By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept, when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our lyres, for there our captors required of us songs. And our tormentor's mirth sang, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth, if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Remember, O Lord, against the Edomites, the day of Jerusalem, how they said, Lay it bare, lay it bare, Down to its foundations. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed, blessed shall he be who repays you with what you have done to us. Blessed shall he be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rocks. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Ezekiel, and we will be reading the thirty-ninth chapter, verses 1 through 29. And you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn you about, and drive you forward, and bring you up from the uttermost parts of the north, and lead you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will strike your bow from your left hand, and will make your arrows drop out of your right hand. You shall fall on the mountains of Israel, you and all your hordes, and the peoples who are with you. I will give you to birds of prey of every sort, and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. I will send fire on Magog, and on those who dwell securely in the coastlands, and they shall know that I am the Lord. And my holy name I will make known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let my holy name be profaned any more. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel, Behold it is coming, and it will be brought about, declares the Lord God. That is the day of which I have spoken. Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and make fires of the weapons and burn them, shields and bucklers, bows and arrows, clubs and spears, and they will make fires of them for seven years, so that they will not need to take wood out of the field, or cut down any out of the forests, for they will make their fires of the weapons, and They will seize the spoil of those who despoiled them, and plunder those who plundered them, declares the Lord God. On that day I will give to Gog a place for burial in Israel, the Valley of the Travelers, east of the sea. It will block the travelers, for there Gog and all his multitude will be burned. It will be called the Valley of Haman Gog. For seven months the house of Israel will be burying them, in order to cleanse the land. All the people of the land will bury them, and it will bring them renown on the day that I show my glory, declares the Lord God. They will set apart men to travel through the land regularly, and bury those travelers remaining on the face of the land, so as to cleanse it. At the end of seven months they will make their search, and when these travel through the land and anyone sees a human bone, then he shall set up a sign by it, till the buriers have buried it in the valley of Haman Gog. Hamonah is also the name of the city. Thus shall they cleanse the land. As for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, Speak to the birds of every sort, and to all beasts of the field. Assemble and come, gather from all around to the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you, a great sacrificial feast on the mountains of Israel. And you shall eat flesh and drink blood, you shall eat the flesh of the mighty, and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, and of he-goats, of bulls, all of them fat beasts of Bashan. And you shall eat fat till you are filled, and drink blood till you are drunk, at the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you. And you shall be filled at my table with horses and charioteers, with mighty men and all kinds of warriors, declares the Lord God. And I will set my glory among the nations, And all the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid on them. The house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God, from that day forward. And the nations shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they dealt so treacherously with me, that I hid my face from them, and gave them into the hand of their adversaries. And they all fell by the sword." I dealt with them according to their uncleanness and their transgressions, and hid my face from them. Therefore thus says the Lord God, Now I will restore the fortunes of Jacob, and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. They shall forget their shame, and all the treachery they have practiced against me, when they dwell securely in their land, with none to make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples, and gathered them from their enemies' lands, and through them have vindicated my holiness in the sight of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, because I sent them into exile among the nations, and then assembled them into their own land. I will leave none of them remaining among the nations any more, and I will not hide my face any more from them, when I pour out my Spirit upon the house of Israel, declares the Lord God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the Book of Romans, and we will be reading from verse 21 of the 7th chapter through verse 17 of the 8th chapter. So I find it to be a law, that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 3, Paragraph 71-84. through 84. The Fourth Petition Give us this day our daily bread. Here now we consider the poor breadbasket, the necessities of our body, and of the temporal life. It is a brief and simple word, but it has a very wide scope. For when you mention and pray for daily bread, You pray for everything that is necessary in order to have and enjoy daily bread. On the other hand, you also pray against everything that interferes with it. Therefore, you must open wide and extend your thoughts not only to the oven or the flour bin, but also to the distant field and the entire land, which bears and brings to us daily bread and every sort of nourishment. For if God did not cause food to grow, and he did not bless and preserve it in the field, We would never take bread from the oven, or have any to set upon the table. To sum things up, this petition includes everything that belongs to our entire life in the world, for we need daily bread because of life alone. It is not only necessary for our life that our body have food and clothes and other necessaries. It is also necessary that we spend our days in peace and quiet among the people with whom we live, and have dealings in daily business and conversation and all sorts of doings. In short, this petition applies both to the household, and also to the neighborly or civil relationship in government. Where these two things are hindered, so that they do not prosper as they should, the necessaries of life also are hindered. Ultimately, life cannot be maintained. There is indeed the greatest need to pray for earthly authority in government, by them most of all. God preserves for us our daily bread, and all the comforts of this life. Though we have received from God all things in abundance, we are not able to keep any of them, or use them in security and happiness, if he did not give us a permanent and peaceful government. For where there are dissensions, strife, and war, there the daily bread is already taken away, or is at least hindered. It would be very proper to place on the coat of arms of every pious prince a loaf of bread, instead of a lion or a wreath of herbs, or one could impress it on money. This would remind both princes and their subjects that by their office we have protection and peace. Without them we could not eat and keep our daily bread. Therefore princes are also worthy of all honor. We should give to them for their office what we ought and can, as to people through whom we enjoy what we have in peace and quietness. Otherwise we would not keep a farthing. In addition, we should also pray for them, that through them God may bestow on us more blessings and goods. Let this be a very brief explanation and sketch, showing how far this petition extends through all conditions on earth. On this topic, anyone might indeed make a long prayer. With many words one could list all the things that are included, like when we ask God to give us food and drink, clothing, house and home, and health of body or when we ask that he cause the grain and fruit of the field to grow and mature well. Furthermore, we ask that he help us at home with good housekeeping, and that he give and preserve for us a godly wife, children, and servants. We ask that he cause our work, trade, or whatever we are engaged in to prosper and succeed, favor us with faithful neighbors and good friends, and other such things. Likewise, we ask that he give wisdom, strength, and success to emperors, kings, and all estates and especially to the rulers of our country, and to all councillors, magistrates, and officers. Then they may govern well, and vanquish the Turks and all enemies. We ask that he give to subjects and the common people obedience, peace, and harmony, in their life with one another. On the other hand, we ask that he would preserve us from all sorts of disaster to body and livelihood, like lightning, hail, fire, flood, poison, plague, cattle disease, war, and bloodshed famine, destructive beasts, wicked men, and so forth. It is well to impress all this upon the common people. These things come from God, and must be prayed for by us. But this petition is especially directed also against our chief enemy, the devil. For all his thought and desire is to deprive us of all that we have from God, or to hinder it. He is not satisfied to obstruct and destroy spiritual government, By leading souls astray with his lies, and bringing them under his power. He also prevents and hinders the stability of all government and honourable, peaceable relations on earth. There he causes so much contention, murder, treason, and war. He also causes lightning and hail to destroy grain and cattle, to poison the air, and so on. In short, he is sorry if anyone has a morsel of bread from God, and eats it in peace. If it were in his power and our prayer next to God did not prevent him, we would not keep a straw in the field, a farthing in the house, yes, not even our life for an hour. This is especially true of those who have God's word and would like to be Christians. You see, in this way, God wishes to show us how he cares for us in all our need and faithfully provides also for our earthly support. He abundantly grants and preserves these things, even for the wicked and rogues. Yet he wishes that we pray for these goods, in order that we may recognize that we receive them from his hand, and may feel his fatherly goodness toward us in them. For when he withdraws his hand, nothing can prosper or be maintained in the end. Indeed, we daily see this and experience it. How much trouble there is now in the world only on account of bad coins, daily oppression, raising of prices in common trade and bargaining in labor by those who greedily oppress the poor, and deprive them of their daily bread. This we must also suffer indeed. But let such people take care, so that they do not lose the benefits of common intercession. Let them beware lest this petition in the Lord's prayer speak against them. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in whatever calling has been given you or task set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.